Welcome to the OA Virtual Kitchen Sink Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Kitchen Sink Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now, our speaker. My name is Ori. I'm a compulsive reader. Um, I've been in program for a while. Um, since I was a kid, I came in at 16. Um, my mom brought me in. Um, I had a brief, um, a brief stay. Um, I, had, I had no clue what was going on at 16, honestly. Um, I just didn't. I just know that me and my mom would go to Noah's Bagels on our way to um, Serenity Sunday. Um, we would get coffee and Noah's Bagels, and uh, which was near the meeting. And there was a lot of people at that uh, Roxbury Park. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if I heard anything. Um, but I know I got a lot of smiles, a lot of love, and um, I left and came back on my own reconnaissance at like 18. Um, and I have, uh, you know, I have a story of uh, relapse being in and out. Um, and, uh, you know, when I when I go out, you know, I, I hide in the bunkers of Afghanistan. Uh, you don't see me and years go by. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of those that can continue to show up while in the disease. Um, I am a gutter compulsive reader. Um, and you know, I would be perfectly happy if you locked me in a seven 11. Um, like that's the kind of compulsive reader I am. I'm not getting designer chocolate or, you know, getting Nah, it's 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven and ghetto Chinese food. Like, that's that's what gets me high off my rockers, you know? Um, this current recovery that I have now uh, is just about six and a half years, and I'm down over 250-something pounds. And, um, yeah, so I do service. I do service. At, I've done service at all levels. Um, I just finished, um, a two year stint as the, uh, special events chair for OA, um, LAIG done service at the meeting level. Um, I work with, I think three or four sponsees right now. Um, only two I'm actively taking through the step work. The others are on maintenance. Um, I have a sponsor. Um, that I, I stay in contact with at least at least once a week. I'm involved with a men's group that meets two times a week. Uh, I'm a part of the sober eating men's group. Um, and I, the reason I share that is, you know, it, it that's that's a a part of my growth is being a part of a community. Um, I've always heard being in the middle of the herd. Always heard being in the middle of the herd. <laughs> See what I did there? No, I didn't do it on purpose. But anyway. Um, you know, being a part of the community is part of the evolution. Um, I'm like Bill W in the sense that I took pride in being a lone wolf and not needing anyone. Um, 
and no wonder that you know I I I I didn't have the recovery. I, it's just no way. It, it's no way possible. Like that's a part of the that's a part of the process. Like that's a part of my rehabilitation is being a part of the community and being an active member in the community and contributing to the community. Um, I'm not one of those where it's just steps, 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 steps. No, the steps ultimately um, are what connect me to the generator that provides the spiritual, um, the spiritual awakening, you know, the steps get me plugged into God. Um, But, you know, part of what helps facilitate that process is being in the community and being in the fellowship. Um, The big book is really clear about, you know, once I have this experience, it becomes my imperative that I give back. And one of the men in my men's group talks about, I have to go from being a taker to being a giver. You know, I talk about it in many of my shares that I thought, you know, my my whole I, I, I was using I was using the steps as a vehicle to get on with the business of what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get the recovery, you know, so I could get the accolades so I could get the praise. So I could um, get skinny and get the girls or you know, get the, get the, the, the job that, or the, the career that I wanted in music, or like I was using this as a vehicle to, to satisfy my needs. And that totally, like, I totally missed the whole point of what this work was about. And I don't say it from a condemning place because I was working with the best awareness that I had at that time. Um, some things I could not absolutely, I, I just could not see at the time. Like I needed more experience. And I had a, I had a mentor a long time ago talk about how experience is your best teacher. And it was, it's been my best teacher. And that's something that my sponsors told me and that I, you know, that I've told my sponsor, my sponsees, like when, when I'm holding on to something, when I'm holding on to something for dear life, it's like it's not my job as a sponsor to try to convince you that it's not going to work. Like that's that's not how I learn. Sometimes the best answer is have your experience with it. But here's the disclaimer: the food doesn't change. Have your experience, but the food doesn't change. And that's something that I, that's something that you know we in my in my you know in this community of men that I'm a part of. That's something that we talk about a lot is, you know, this is this is this is the life circumstance I'm walking through that I'm experiencing and the food doesn't change. And why all this insistence about the food not changing for me, it's a commitment. What I'm really saying, what I'm really saying is that I'm going to walk through whatever, whatever life throws me, I'm going to walk through it. And I'm going to trust that something that there's that that something is going to take care of me through this experience. Whatever, you know. And it's a commitment because, you know, for me, I the way that I took care of myself was with food. That's the way I got ease and comfort. 
That's the way that I felt accomplishment. That's the way I felt satisfaction. That food was at the end of the road of everything. So by not actively participating in my, my physical addiction, I get to show up to, to reality. And for me, that is my higher power. That is what God is to me. Like God is the pure, unadulterated, no subjectivity, the raw reality of things is raw data. It's absent of my opinion of it. It's absent of my story of it. Reality, life is going to do what life does. It's, somebody in the valley makes it sound so cute. Like life is being lifey right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like reality is going to do what it does. Um, so the theme of today's share, um, it's, it comes from the AA 12 and 12. One, I did this event for the LA intergroup. Um, it was called the can we event. And in the AA 12 and 12 step 12, there are these questions that it asks and it, they all start with, can we, and it's a bunch of questions. It starts, it, well, it doesn't start on one twelve, but the, this question's that I want to pull from are from 112 because they're from a, they're applicable to my life today. And this paragraph, it says further, how shall we come to terms with seeming failure or success? Can we now accept and adjust to either without despair or pride? Can we accept poverty, sickness, loneliness, and bereavement with courage and serenity? Can we steadfastly content ourselves with humbler yet sometimes more durable satisfactions when the brighter, more glittering achievements are denied us? Wow. Like when I read things like that, there's so much, I think, you know, and we're going to get an opinion alert, opinion alert. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about the food, the food, the food. I think that's because. You know, at least in my experience, it took a lot of time for me to get to a place where I had neutrality around food, where I identified, you know, the foods and the behaviors that were um, alcoholic for me. I mean, it precipitates a seething cauldron of debate when we get into let's get honest and real about what I can and can't do. What produces the phenomenon of craving? What do I use alcoholically? It, 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 it's a seething cauldron of debate in a way. And, and I feel like, uh, you know, I got stuck in that for years because I didn't I never got to the place where the food was, quote unquote, down for lack of a better way of expressing it. Let me just say I wasn't engaging in using food. It was clear. It's like my my recovery now I have clear guidelines. I know exactly when I get up. I've been I've been sober the previous day. There's no there's no doubt. There's, it's, it is binary for me. Like either I'm using or I'm not using. Like there's no gray area in there because I finally got to, I finally got the clarity. I was given the clarity to see, okay, what is using for me? What is alcoholic? What do I need to be abstaining from? I surrendered that business. That's out the way. And now I get to, now I get to experience these, these graduate level questions. And specifically this one of how am I going to deal with failure and success? I wasn't taught I wasn't taught how to deal with failure and success. Well, I did. I I was I was I was getting, you know, I uh inherit I inherited some defective ways of 
dealing with failure and success. In this week, um, I've been I've been wanting to um, further my career, and I've been doing a lot of work in that area and expanding my skill set and knowledge. And I've been really stretching for opportunities uh, in moving forward, um, in, in attempting to move forward. And I went for a position that it was a big position, um, and it was a it was a stretch for me. Um, but I believe that I was capable and, you know, it wasn't just me coming up with this in my head. I've been performing at a high level at work. Even my coworkers were encouraging me to go after this position. It was a director level, executive level position. And the, 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 the interview, the, the interview was hard. The technical interview was hard, but I felt like I did a, a sufficient enough job to present myself and, when I got the results, um, the passing score to be even considered for the position was 70 and not even pass. I got a not pass, and I've never experienced that in, in my career. I've had five positions in my company, and every one that I've gone for, I've gotten. And and this happened this happened on Thursday that I got the news that I did not pass. Like I didn't even I didn't even get enough points in the interview to rank, and that hit me like a sledgehammer. And I'm still dealing with the impact of the reality. And it, it, it you know it wasn't even like I'd even you know just the idea of I'd even get placement. Not that I didn't get the job. I didn't get placement. It's something that um, is still, it, 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 it hit pretty hard. So this seeming failure, I'm experiencing a seeming failure. Can I adjust without despair? Now, I did have a couple of days where, you know, Thursday and Friday or Thursday night, I was in despair. It was hard. And one thing that I've learned is how I feel isn't important. My feelings are like the weather. My feelings are like the weather. Sometimes it's cloudy. Sometimes it's bright like this. It is right now and clear is clear. You know, sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's Sometimes, you know, dark and gloomy. I can't, I can't, I can't invest in my feelings. Because my feelings are usually generated by morbid reflection. You know, that's a feeling, morbid reflection. Self-pity, that's a feeling. Shame, that's a feeling. I can't, I can't take, I can't take, I can't, uh, like not not that I'm not that I like I don't know don't get me wrong I'm not like just totally ignoring my feelings what I'm saying is that even my feelings have to be weighed and measured and what I found that what's really important is my follow through my follow through and a mantra in this recovery early on was be where my feet are and continue to do like my feet know what to do so when I take a sledgehammer to me like this experience 
the first thing I'm doing is I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm, I'm plugging in with my computer, my community, my men's group, and I'm reaching out and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about what's going on. I'm calling my sponsor and checking in with my sponsor. I couldn't read through the step work because I was so, sh- I couldn't, I couldn't take, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't show up for my sponsees through step work, but I still made myself available. And I said, if you need to check in, I'm here for you. I just won't be able to read today. I had to take care of myself in that way because I knew I wouldn't be effective because I was totally out. But I still made myself available to other people. Another way that I took care of myself was, you know, I came home and I laid in bed and I found a movie that always just comforts me and I watched it. That's what I needed to do. And I still don't have, you know, and I know all the things about, oh, you know, when the guy closes one door, he opens another or, you know, God's rejection is God's protection or, you know, oh, there's only three answers that God has. It's no, not yet. Or so I have something better for you. Like, I know all that, you know. (laughs) I know. I know how to do the inventories. I know all that. But in that moment, what helped me the most is like, God, I don't know how to come back from this. I don't know how to come back from this. None of these things. I'm scrambling for purchase. I'm scrambling for something to try to bring myself back from this. I like I felt like spiritually I've been in a place beyond human aid. And it's been my prayer, like, God, only you can, well, only you can bring me back from this. And it has to be real. And through this whole experience, you know, and there's still that part of me that wants to blow up my life. That wants to just quit and say no more. And that's the part I'm afraid of. That's why all this needs to be weighed and measured, because if 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 I delve too deep into that morbid reflection or self pity, that 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 deep uh, well of despair and that tale of woe, it's only a matter of time before my solution be- becomes the food. That's my best idea still to this day. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. So on page it talks about the the best source of stabil- of emotional stability is God is faith and that's something that I can't I can't teach somebody right like that's something that has to it has to be real for me and what faith looks like for me is the follow through. Like I said, continuing to show up and just being open to the possibility. Excuse me, Ari, you've got one minute, my friend. Gotcha. Being open to the possibility that there's a different story. That the one that I, that the, the default story that I want to make up 
there's a possibility that there's something different. And the only way that I can experience the, the potential of something different is if I don't if I don't use today. But that also means that I'm have to walk through this pain. And I don't have to walk through it alone. And actually the anecdote for this pain is showing up for others. I have to stop thinking about me. Where do I, where can I contribute? Where can I give? And it's funny in this, in this recovery, I've had moments where these, 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 these watershed moments for me where I felt absolutely broken. And there've been like three or four moments in the six and a half years where I felt absolutely broken and lost. And it seems like I always have a share. I have to speak right after, like right after. Excuse me, that's your time already. Gotcha. So thank you, God, for continuing to show up for me and carry me. Thank you, God, for continuing to show up and carry me. And I hope I was helpful in the share. So I'll wrap it there. This is the time for questions only. There's no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of O-Readers Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need to identify yourself. If you have a question, please click the raise your hand icon. The secretary will call on you and you can then unmute and ask your question. Please stop at 950. Okay, yeah, that's me. Go ahead. All right, uh, Victor. All right, it's good to see you again, sir. Um, what do you do on a regular basis in terms of your spiritual practice? Um, so usually the day starts out with uh, meditation and prayer. Um, that's usually a 30-minute um, routine. I do 20 minutes of um, meditation, like, and that's just breathing. Like I have breathing um, technique that I practice. And I, I have prayers that I'm reaching out to God and asking for direction and guidance. And I also have daily readers. Um, I, throughout the day, I'm talking to God and doing like short prayers. Um, but the biggest the biggest piece I want to say that that for my spiritual growth is working with others. Um, it truly is. Um, that's the biggest thing that I do. Um, and of course, there's like the journaling and things like that, but giving back um, and helping somebody else out the hole has been the most important thing that I do for my spiritual practice. Okay, Rachel. Not unmuted. Now I'm unmuted. I'm sorry. I'm struggling a little bit with uh, technology today. My name is Rachel. I am a compulsive overeater and bulimic. And I don't know if this is a question that will make much sense or not, um, but I related a lot to what you said about uh, being part of the community, doing service, um, being in the middle of the herd. And I really struggle with feeling like I belong, not just doing the actions. Um, I'm good at doing the actions, but often when I'm doing them, I probably... You know, if I'm the speaker and somebody says, thank you, it doesn't sink in. So I guess what I'm asking you is if 
the feelings have followed the reality for you? And if so, how did that happen? Yeah, so I've had to do a lot of work around um, emotional anorexia um, and social emotional anorexia specifically. And um, I always felt like um, like I was pretending, like I was, I've always been pretending to feel a part of, but never really, like, I don't know what that experience is. Like, and it's, and it's taken time where I, I kind of have has have had to act as if. And, the, and one thing that I also, like, had a trouble with is revealing shit. Of, and the word intimacy, I hate the word intimacy, but, you know, uh, I wish I, I'm going to come up with some better way to say that. But it, it, I love the definition. Somebody, the definition for me was um, that I learned was sharing what's happening with me in real time. I very rarely did that. I always had a PR team. I always had something that was filtering, you know, filtering and, and massaging the, the raw data into something more pal- palatable for other people. And what I had to learn how to do was share in real time my exactly what I was experiencing, however jarring it was to people. I, you know, and the more that I did that, the more connected I feel. I felt. So, but that, but that, but then again, I had to ask for the character asset of courage and taking risk and being open and vulnerable and having faith that people were like, I had to, that's the actual prayers that I had to ask for. And the more that I did that, the more connected I feel. And over time, it's just like now, and then I started to experience like people loving me and having, loving the, the, the raw me and not the filtered massage um, packaged version of me. And that's what really made a difference. Okay, uh, Deb. Uh, Deb Food Addict, thank you for that beautiful share. <clears throat> Can you explain what sober eating means, please? Um, so, I mean, I just, we have a whole, we have a yearly workshop on it. We have workshops online about that. Um, but essentially, um, it's the it's it's surrendering the food in all food based decisions and not making unilateral decisions around food. Um, I've given up the business of making food decisions. Um, and like I said, if you, you can reach out to me, we have workshops on it. Um, people are probably, you know, annoyed with how visible we are at this point. <laughs> We're everywhere. So. But it really is just the doctor's opinion. It's not a super secret group or anything like that. It's just a doctor's people that align with the doctor's opinion. That's it. Uh, Cheryl. Hi, Ori. Thank you for your lead. I was wondering if your recovery has changed in character after each of your relapses, um, and if so, how? Um, you know, I, I like I like how people say like I needed every bite. I needed every bite to become who I am today. I needed every bite, and with each relapse. It just took a jackhammer to the, the my delusion, and this the, the the last relapse 
like each relapse is a part of it. Like the whole relapse, it was part of my convincing process. And the difference maker in this time around was I was at like absolutely convinced of what I was. And I was absolutely convinced of what the solution was. And I had no, no doubt or any more reservation. It, it, it was like the game was done. And that's what that's that's what the difference was. And, and like I said, I needed every bite to get me there. Um, so, yeah. All right, Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey, compulsive overeater. How did you get to your food plan? How did you figure it out? Yeah, so um, again, you know, that's in the workshop. Um, that's one thing we do. We, we It's all done in consultation. So it was between my dietitian um, and my dietitian is focused on eating disorders and has experience in this area um, and, and my sponsor. Um, it was a it was a conversation um, between those two. Um, and, you know, I pled my case, but ultimately they were the judge that decided what, what it would look like. My food strategy would look like. Um, so that that's how we that's how we crafted that 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 document. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bob. Bob, compulsive overeater, recreational sugar addict. Thank you, Ori. It was great uh, hearing you again, seeing you again. How have your personal relationships changed since this last six and a half years? I have relationships. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I'm not just uh, on the perimeter. Um, the distance between me and other people have gotten, has gotten, uh, closer, closer, like shorter. Um, and I'm actually a participant in other people's lives. And this is, this is a, uh, a work in progress. You know, I, I'm still, I'm still very much like a cat versus a dog, um, where, you know, I can handle love and affection in short bursts. And then I need my time to go off and, you know, go roam somewhere, you know, like, so I'm still like that in a sense, like, um, I still need a, a nice little distance. Um, and I'm, that's a continuous process of, you know, allowing people in getting closer to people. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's a work in progress, but, uh, I'm light years from where I was before, um, to give a, a shining example of that is, I, I recently fell in love with a woman and I didn't even know that I was capable of that. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know how, I, I, like right now I have feelings of feelings of wanting to like, this person is the one for me. Um, and I'm trying to move closer to her. Um, that's just one shining example of growth. Um, I, I didn't know, I, I, I didn't know I had the capacity for that. Um, Oray, what's your concept of uh, higher power? Uh, it's like I said. I mean, one 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 version of that is it's reality. Um, and, and I believe like higher power for me is 
lately my prayer is everything is the my mantra is everything is happening the way it's supposed to be and my prayers are okay god like help me help me get right with the way things are versus the way that i want things to be help me get out of my story and align with what's really going on here um help me not fight your reality how can i be in harmony with things Um, and I just, I, I just believe that there's power. I think there's something out. I really do think it's, it's something out there, in here and flowing. Denny. All right, thank you. That was incredibly helpful. I feel like maybe you just sort of answered what I was going to ask, which is that the biggest trigger for me is regret, um, uh, especially being middle age of years and years of missed opportunities um, and just, I guess, just turning to God, right? Like just what tools you might suggest of letting go of that particular form of self-sabotage. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of sophisticated ways to describe morbid reflection, right? And um, again, that's me playing God. Like really, if 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 I take and I've been practicing this, like taking on this idea, like everything happens the way it's supposed to be. What it does is it neutralizes everything that I think, and I get into okay, how can I just be in acceptance and alignment with the way things are? Um, like what about everything? What about it? It it all happened the way it needed to for me to be where I am right now. And, and what about I can? What about if I could, like coming to believe in a power greater than me? That's a process, right? But it is. It's a it's a transition in my thinking of okay. You know what? Let me just let me suspend my ideas and be open to the possibility of another story of me. Like even in a situation where I didn't pass, I didn't get like the pain comes from this whole story that I make up about me and how much of a failure, how much of a loser I am, how much of a fraud I am, how incapable I, that's the pain. Like, what about if I could just, God, give me a moment where that's not the story and give me a a different version. Then I have no pain. How about, let me just get a moment where I can suspend my ideas and be open to another reality or a different, a different way of thinking. And that's the that's the that's the that's the step two process essentially. That's what we see Bill W do when Abby comes to visit him and he has to work through all those ideas he has about God and he ultimately he gets to the place where he transitions into faith. Like that's a hard process. It's a painful process. I'm sorry, I went into a little bit of <laughs> anyway, next question. Um there's a two one three uh cell phone. Yeah, Richard Overeater, uh, compulsive overeater. Been in and out of the program for a very long time, and uh, I managed to get myself one year on sixty-eight pounds, and got uh, myself one year. That's that. Yeah, I can't hear him. I don't. I don't know if he stopped or. Uh, you hear me now? Yeah. What's your question, Richard? Yeah, I, well, 
Well, no question. I just wanted to tell you that I was celebrating a birthday and uh, they're off. Congratulations, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Yep. We'll get to birthdays a little bit later. Um, is there uh, other um, other questions? I don't see any other hands. Go ahead, Ellie. We see you. Thanks. Thank you, Laurie. Um, clearly show how no matter what you clearly showed how no matter what life hands you, you don't go to the food. You were talking about acceptance. And in terms of what happened on Thursday, how long would you say the process is from the disappointment, discouragement, fear, et cetera, to acceptance? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, you know, I'm still, I'm still like something, it, it, something was taken from me. Right. Um, and I, and I, like right now I don't have the bright sheen um, in, in that spark, like that spark that I, I'm so accustomed in, like, I don't have it right now. Like I'm still very much in a, um, um, in, in, you know, the, the vestiges of sadness are still within me. Um, but you know what, look, I'm just allowing God to take me through this process, right? Like I'm not trying to control it or massage it. I'm not trying to be something different. It's where I am. And I'm, I'm hoping that there, I'm hoping that it will come whatever it needs to, the modification, whatever needs to happen, it will come in its time. Um, and I just keep showing up. Um, and that's what it's going to be. 